0: look at doogie hauser he was a doctor exactly why couldn't doogie have consensual sex <laughs> welcome to the lions of liberty podcast here's your host your guy your shining beacon of liberty Mark Clare. hello hello this is indeed the lions of liberty podcast as the nice man with the radio voice mentioned this is episode number 138. To find out more about the many items you'll hear discussed on the show today, head on over to lionsofliberty.com slash 138. We are sponsored today by our good friends at libertymaniacs.com, your one-stop shop for political and satirical gear, all the gear you need for election season. You can get a 10% discount on your entire order by using the discount code Lions of Liberty. And if you purchase your own health insurance or you've recently been dropped from your plan, thanks to the Obamacare regulations, you need to check out the exciting alternative known as health sharing and the great plan brought to you by our good friends at Health Excellence Select. To learn more, head on over to lionsofliberty.com health. And now we will get going. We're going to start the show. This is another edition of The Felony Report. The Felony Report, and of course, as always, I've got my co-host, my co-founder of lionsofliberty.com, felony expert, author of Felony Friday, the weekly column at Lions of Liberty, Mr. John Odermatt. That might be the longest intro I've ever given you. That was an awesome intro. Thanks, Mark. Great to be back. I failed to mention your favorite color and whether or not you like long walks on the beach, your favorite sports teams, but there are many more episodes to come, so we have time to explore that stuff down the road.
1: Kind of depends on the season, you know, my mood, my favorite color. Right now, it's probably orange for those out there wondering. Is that because it's fall and you actually live in a place where leaves turn turn colors? Yeah, maybe that is why. I never even, maybe sub- subconsciously that is why. I never really thought about it. I forgot what that was like because I live in California. Does that make you sad that you don't have seasons or are you happy about that? Not even a little bit. <laughs> not even a little bit. You don't miss fall because no. I mean, fall is a kind of kind of nice time. Temperatures kind of cooler. Nice uh, Oktoberfest
0: beers to go with that crisp air. Uh, guess what? I could still do drink all these Oktoberfest beers you're talking about. So that that's not a concern. And That's um, true. Yeah, um, it's 70 and sunny all year round where I live. So mm, no, I'm good. Joke's on me. It certainly is. Now, uh, what isn't a joke is uh, what happened to our our man. I mean, he's not our man, first of all, to to be clear, but uh, to... now former Subway spokesperson. This is obviously an important felony event in the news media that a lot of people are paying attention to for a lot of reasons. And, of course, this was a subject that you wrote about recently on Felony Friday, the arrest of former Subway spokesman Jared Fogle for his participation in what appears to be alleged, of course, until the proper court proceedings have gone through, though I do believe he's pleading guilty to um, some child prostitution charges, which um, doesn't sound very good, does it?
1: It's pretty... uh i don't know if it's shocking you know to to hear about this um you know the, the only thing he had going for him was he was a fat guy that that lost weight because he was walking the subway so he didn't have <laughs> didn't have a lot of credibility to start with but i mean yeah so this this guy jared fogel obviously everyone knows the story became famous um almost overnight or however long it took him to lose the weight um before that he was it's coming out now that he was just a a fat kid in college that uh, was uh, selling pornography tapes um, out of his dorm room and. Uh, Jared
0: Fogle in college was selling porn out of his dorm room.
1: Yeah, it's linked to it in the article. You can check it out. lionsofliberty.com. dot um, This uh, Jared Fogle article I wrote uh, two weeks ago. So you can check it out there. But yeah, uh, he was you know selling pornography in his dorm room back you know years ago before he lost the weight. And, of course, we know the, the rest of the story. He lost the weight and became this subway spokesman and made millions and millions of dollars. And everything was going great for Jared Fogle until recently when the president or the uh, person in charge of, of one of his charities first went down for these child pornography charges. But uh, it's actually turning out, I think, I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think that uh, that guy was caught first. and Jared Fogle had first triggered the cops to, to uh to look into him. But after reading, you know, uh, I'm not sure how much of the story
0: you've read about, Mark, but just your article. That's it. (laughs) Wow. I get I get all my news from Lions of Liberty and the felony report.
1: Pretty much every article is the same. You know, nobody is uh, you know, there's obviously some different opinions about it, but all the opinions are the same. And the, the way the story goes that uh, the media has covered it is Jared Fogle would go on these trips to New York City and he would these trips, he would go on um, representing Subway. And while he was on these trips, he would book appointments with escort services where he would then pay for sex.
0: Where would he book them? I mean, not that I need to find that website, but I'm just curious. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just naive. I didn't know you can just – I guess that's what the governor of New York was doing um, back in the day, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's interesting you bring that up because I
1: got in – well, I didn't actually get into it, but a couple people on Reddit. I posted this on Reddit, and one guy was all pissed off about how I said that Jared Fogel was getting prostitutes. And he would say, no, they're, they're escorts. They're not prostitutes. They're only <laughs> – uh, but Eddie, that's that's uh, this this guy was, was out of control. If, if you want if you want to read his comments, you can you can look at this article on Reddit. Um, it's under the name "Felony Friday: Legalized Prostitution." Send us the link. We'll post it in
0: the show notes. Everybody can read it. We we will we there will you go.
1: Uh, but the title of the article is Legalized Prostitution Could Have Uncovered Jared Fogle's Crime Sooner. So that pretty much tells you where, where I'm going with this next.
0: Wait, but this Reddit user was trying to claim he was, wasn't actually using prostitutes because it was called an escort? I mean, come on.
1: Well, yeah, he was, he was, first of all, he was mad at me for using the term prostitute because they were escorts. And then on top of that, he was saying that, because the, the, the premise of my article was this could have been prevented, for these women, if prostitution... Had been legal would not be reluctant to go to the police because they would not be scared that they would then be prosecuted for their the crime of, of selling sex as it is today um, and this guy completely thought that argument was not at all even realistic, and that these escorts uh, air quotes uh, these escorts should not be afraid of going to the police because they 're not breaking the law i mean, the article, the his argument didn't make sense, but um apparently that's how some people think
0: no matter what they're called it is still illegal for someone to take money for sex so regardless if they had to tell the police that as part of the story there is reason for them to fear going to the police regardless of what this uh this character on reddit thinks
1: absolutely and i mean with the abhorrent stuff that jared fogle was asking for and talking about talking about wanting to have sex with underage girls um you know if if it had been a legal, you know, transaction, Jared Fogle just uh, paying for sex with another consenting adult. And then Jared Fogle had said, you know, hey, can I, can you hook me up with your 13-year-old, uh, you know, cousin or something? Then they, they would, you know, hopefully if they're a moral person and uh, not a scumbag like him, then they would be much more, uh, they would not be deterred from going to the police because they would not be afraid of getting arrested for the uh, sex crime as, as it is right now. It makes sense to me. I I mean, does that make sense to you, Mark? Is that the way that that you see it?
0: It it certainly does. I mean, anytime you push anything, anything to the black market, it's going to create all sorts of conditions where we're operating outside the legal sphere. We've talked about this in so many different um, ways and, and relating to so many different stories, even just relating to Silk Road. I mean, you, when you're pushing things to the black market, even if we you know, agree something should or should not be legal, regardless of that, when the black market is there, other bad things are going to come with it. So when you force the act of selling sex services into the black market by making it illegal, then well guess what we're gonna have more of some other things that we might otherwise be able to to rat out and fester out and not have happen such as you know how they have child sex slaves that are often sold through prostitution uh, all these things and and when you push the whole industry underground outside of the light of day then then you know it's all going to be in the black and this and this kind of a real true criminal activity is going to go sort of unnoticed and it and you can say look they've caught Jared Fogel, but how many you know how many. Children did he have sex with first? I, I don't know. I mean, he's—I don't think he's been doing this for a month. It sounds like this is the kind of thing he's been doing for a long time. Yeah, I, I want to say there was like a—it
1: was like a five or ten-year investigation into him, and where they were gathering enough evidence to actually to actually uh, get him with this indictment. So it was it was it was a long time. Yeah, if they had some other avenues, if uh, if these escorts were not you know scared to come forward, yeah, perhaps they could have. You know, how many you know how many
0: children could have uh, could have been saved by this so i think it's a no brainer he was essentially having sexual relations with these quote unquote escorts or prostitutes first normal ones ones that were of age so that he could ensure that they weren't police is that pretty much it and then once he knew that once they participated in the illegal act and he knew they weren't cops then he would approach them and try to arrange them to find him a, a 14 or 15 year old to fulfill his uh, his sick fetish i guess
1: Exactly. He was yeah. He he was using the system to yeah to fulfill his his sick uh, sick fantasies. Um, so something needs to change. I mean, uh, this is big news because Jared Fogle is is a famous you know semi famous individual, but this stuff I'm sure. I mean, I, I don't know, but you would think this stuff is is more prevalent than a lot of people would like to think, just because it is in the the back alleys of society and it's not you know, talks about very often in mainstream news. Unfortunately, I think this stuff happens in America, even. I mean, I'm sure the, worldwide also, but in America happens more than we'd like to think.
0: Now, it brings up an interesting issue as well. And that is, you know, when this was first reported back when the, the investigation first came out, uh, I think it was like a month or two ago when they were busting his house, it was for child pornography. <laughs> And obviously, if you just hear the term child pornography, everyone's going to say, of course, that should be illegal. It should, it's terrible. You know, uh, you know, if you have children and you're taking pornographic pictures of them, that's bad. And I agree that's bad. But um, it also brings up this issue of, you know, where is the line drawn between just possessing material of some kind as opposed to having an actual victim? Because you might argue if, if Jared and obviously he went, he, this is a lot more than a child pornography What it turned out to be. This is actually, you know, having sex with what is essentially children, children legally Um, and even that brings up issues I think most of us all agree that a 30 40 year old man shouldn't be having sex with a 14 or 15 year old, but if this is a 17 year old or an 18 year old, suddenly it's a lot dicier, if it's a 19 year old, no one cares, so it really is, you know, only a few years apart where we certainly consider that consent is, you know is acceptable or not, so that, it seems somewhat arbitrary, I'm not sure how we come to the point of where the exact minute is when you hit that 18th birthday or that 17th birthday or or whatever it happens to Be how how we sort that issue out, and then how we sort out the issue of obviously sexual relations is one thing. But if someone just possesses material, like I mean, I heard a story about a guy who just downloaded a song uh, from the internet, and I guess this file was some you know corrupted file, or someone you know wanted to play a joke on someone or whatever, and it had two pictures attached to it that were child pornography. They're naked pictures of children, and the guy like tried to delete them, and like he immediately recognized what it was and tried to get it off the computer. But I don't know if he was set up or what, but he was he. was busted and they, they raided his house and he had to he went to jail and of course in jail he he was afraid to tell anybody what he was in jail for because you know, because in jail, that's like that's like the criminal among the criminals. If you're the child pornographer, or the you know the child molester, you're going to get harassed, beaten, possibly killed, and um, that kind of thing. So he was scared for his life in jail. And this is a guy who really harmed nobody at all. He wasn't even an actual person seeking child pornography, but that mere possession was enough to send him to jail. So I think even reasonable people that might agree that this should be illegal to you know take naked pictures of children and have sex with children can maybe see that there are dicey issues that that can arise somewhere in here. Or do, do I just come across as someone defending child now? I don't know. Hopefully not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no, no. But it, you, you don't. But you, you talked about a lot of different issues there.
0: I know. I kind of went on. I, I don't do an end rant on these shows. Yeah. So I, I got to fit them in throughout. I'll try to go through and,
1: and pick out a couple different things. I hope you're taking notes. I, I'm not. Drats. I'm going off just my brain. So we're probably in trouble. But so first... Talking about just child pornography as itself, somebody, for example, the, the the guy you brought up who stumbled upon it or was set up, um, there has to be some way a difference in, in looking at that and a crime of somebody that is that is seeking out child pornography, paying money for it, or in fact, um, you know, filming it themselves or um, instigating the filming of it. Um, th- those have to be looked at in completely separate ways. Number one. Number two, though, when you talk about should it be a crime for somebody just to possess child pornography knowingly, if, if they're seeking it, yes, absolutely, I think it should because th- those children absolutely are not consenting. You know, they're not they're not old enough. We were talking about age again, but let's just put an age. You're saying if it's whatever two thirteen year olds, um, they're they're not able to consent to that. You know, sexual behavior and for that to be to be sold to other people. So something like that, I, I think, is a no brainer. But it it, it is it gets very dicey when you get into 16, 17, 18. And uh, it, for, for, uh, there's, you know, there's been cases, um, one recently, I think, where a, I believe, 19-year-old, and I, I forget where it was, 19-year-old um, teenager, uh, a man had sex with a, I think it was 15-year-old girl who had lied and said she was 18. And he, he was sentenced to uh, to jail time. And, He's got to register as a as a sex offender, and that's a little different than the, the child pornography, but it's it's the same the same idea, and it's uh, it all loops into the same conversation.
0: Well, at the end of the day, it really comes down to how we define consent and what age that somebody is allowed to consent to certain things. Uh, now, in the case of prostitution, it doesn't matter if you consent or not because it's illegal. The whole definition of prostitution is that you're consenting, is that the woman consents, or the man, I guess in some cases, consents to accept money for sexual services. So in that case, consent doesn't matter. But when we talk about minors, when we talk about 14-, 15-, 16-year-olds, I mean, I think it's really the kind of thing I talked about with Walter Block on a recent episode of this show, and he talked about how there's a continuum, how you know, just about everyone agrees a 25-year-old man, if he sleeps with a 4-year-old, that's clearly rape. Right. The 4-year-old cannot make that decision, obviously. And the 25-year-old man sleeps with a 25-year-old woman, that's obviously consensual there's just no doubt about it we all agree that 25 year old woman as long as she's not mentally handicapped or something like that can can consent to that uh where it gets dicey is when we're into the the 14 15 16 17 18 that's that's the area where you know even even different states there's different laws on these things so and even within this country no one there's no real legal consensus on exactly the age when someone can consent to certain axes and and i don't have the answer either. I would like to think that there's got to be an answer that's more than just purely an arbitrary number we pick out of a hat at a certain age I mean I don't know if there should be a test where someone you know can certify some sort of rational thinking method that that proves that they can consent to sex I, I have no idea how we can actually come to a specific day, hour, second when someone can no longer be considered a minor when someone could be an adult able to make adult decisions um are, are you suggesting that this the state should determine when children
1: are, are allowed to have consent for, i'm just messing with you
0: i'm not i, I i'm suggesting the opposite I, i'm just i'm just saying i i don't know how society should determine these things or how you know different you know private legal systems could determine these things i don't i don't really know
1: yeah, that's no, That that is an interesting idea with a, some sort of a rational test where someone can prove that there's reason and weigh consequences and, and whatnot. But yeah, that's that's
0: I mean, we take a driver's test to drive a car. That's a thought. That's... I mean, I, I don't want like the president dictating this system and like everyone in the country or anything. I, I'm just I'm just kind of shooting from the hip here. But uh, an arbitrary number that we just decide on and, and different states don't even agree on seems odd to me, too. You know? Yeah, I mean you could have a 15 year old who is way more mature and way more capable of, of good decision making than a 17 than a year old Oh absolutely, I mean look at Doogie Hauser, he was a doctor Exactly, why couldn't Doogie have consensual sex, <laughs> right? Yeah I mean if the, the guy can operate on people but he couldn't have consensual sex, that seems a little crazy to me It does, it does Oh boy <laughs> How did we tie Doogie Hauser into the Jareds Fogle Subway prostitution case? I have no idea, but
1: only on the Felony Report, only on the Lines of Liberty podcast do you get that kind of quality banter. Only on the Felony Report.
0: All right. So enough about Jared. Enough about Subway. I'm sure he's going to be in the news. I believe he said he's pleading guilty, though, right? So maybe he won't be in the news, other than the butt of late night talk show and, and bad comedian jokes, making obvious jokes. I'm sure something else will come up, but yeah, there was a rumor that he he'd already
1: uh already pled guilty, but i i don't think that's actually occurred yet so unless unless more charges come up, then you know who knows what can happen
0: all right, why don't we talk about another subject that has uh, become an, a a dear one to your heart? i don't know if dear to your heart is the right term, but uh something you're passionate about, and that is criminal justice, and more specifically the way that prisoners are used as labor uh, in our current prison system. And uh, there's one such instance, or many instances, I guess, where you recently wrote about, and that is involving firefighters, specifically out here where I live in California. Maybe that's why it's so hot, all these fires all the time. I don't know. Who is fighting these fires in California, exactly? I've read about this
1: before, but um, for some reason, it didn't really make a huge impression on me. But reading about it recently with this new wave of Uh, wildfires in Northern California and Oregon and Washington state, um, they're having inmates fight these fires, lower level, lower tier felony offenders. uh, They're having them fight these fires. And in many cases um, they're being paid only a dollar or $2 an hour. Um, And it's, I thought it was interesting in in an article I read on mother Jones um, talked about actually a couple of different articles talked about this, how the firefighters were actually grateful for, uh, you know, they will rather be out there fighting a fire than being in jail. I mean, that makes sense. Of course, they would they have a little more freedom. But then they also said that they were volunteering for this, which uh, that's not really the definition of volunteering, <laughs> saying you can either sit in jail and eat bologna and potentially be harassed or raped, or you can go outside and fight fires and potentially maybe die in a, in a fire, but at least you'll have a little bit more freedom. These are your options in
0: life. So, yeah, this is totally a great choice here.
1: That's not how I, you know, I think of uh, being.
0: You know, that's more being voluntold sort of, not, not, not volunteering. And how much exactly are, are these guys making? I mean, do They do get paid some fee for this firefighting. Isn't that correct?
1: Yeah, well, on top of what they get paid, they do, you know, they get they get better meals apparently. Um that's one thing they, you know, the so I guess that's uh, you know, obviously the the meals in in jail are are, are awful, but they're also they're also getting paid. This one article on Mother Jones, this is California firefighters, $1 per hour. The article that I read, I believe it was about the firefighters in Oregon, they're getting paid
0: maybe $2 per hour. Wow, that's, that's actually huge for a prison job. Uh, I mean, that's usually a dollar, the dollar plus something is is considered one of the higher end jobs in prison and usually that is working for some major corporation, building some gadgets for them or building stuff for the military or something like that because that, that's what the vast majority of our prison labor is. And, and it's sad because the prisoners that are in there, that are actually working to help their fellow prisoners. The guys that are, you know, cooking the breakfast and cleaning the stalls and all that stuff, those guys are making, I mean, hardly anything, like 24 cents an hour or something. And then that whoever whoever's lucky enough to get the really high-paying jobs, like fighting fires, they can make you know maybe a buck. So it's really a wonderful uh, wage system they got going there.
1: Yeah, and of course, uh, you know they're complaining in California that there's a, a smaller felon pool now uh, because of Prop wow. 47. Boo hoo! I heard those
0: felons are getting out and just pooping everywhere. Did you hear about that at all? I just saw a headline. I was
1: yeah, <laughs> I didn't get to read it yet. What so?
0: That's an inside joke that you would get if you were a member of the Lions of Liberty Forum, which you can find on Facebook. You can come join the conversation, talk about our articles, talk about our podcasts, contribute your own thoughts as well, even if we find them silly. Um, So look that up on Facebook, Lions of Liberty Forum. It's a private group where you can feel free to discuss all sorts of things, and we will not censor you. We may just uh, counter your points if we disagree with them. So come on and join the conversation, and we'll also, of course, link to that in the show notes of the show, LionsOfLiberty.com. 138. I've got my plugs in. Now, where were we? Um, we were talking about uh, fires. We were talking, right. <laughs> we were talking about felons. But, uh, you know, it goes back to this whole prison labor thing, and it's, it's a giant rotating scam. You know, you get people put in jail. Uh, many of them may have committed what I would consider a real crime. They uh, attack someone, rape someone. But the vast majority of people in jail are people that are either in jail for low-level petty theft and that kind of thing or for minor drug possession or victimless crimes or for even selling drugs or maybe for prostitution because Jared's going to be in jail too soon. But that's a different case. I'm not going to lump Jared in with with the people that are, are, you know, the, um, the victims of victimless crime laws. But a lot of these people have harmed nobody or have done very little to harm other people. And yet they are confined to this life where... They have terrible food, terrible services, and they live in jail. At best, they might be able to earn some money and buy some stuff from the commissary. Now, there's they can either work at a regular prison job and make like $0.16 cents an hour, maybe $0.24 cents an hour. If they're really, really lucky, they might land one of the highfalutin prison jobs, like fighting fires. Or if they're lucky enough to be in Oregon, they might make 2 bucks an hour. Sweet. And then they go to commissary, where they have these jacked-up prices, and all these other corporations are, are working with those prisons and install these jacked up prices on their items because it's not like there's a free market in that commissary they just get a select items from some select companies put them in there slap a sticker on them and a lot of times that that sticker is you know going to be way more than it would even cost for them in the store so it costs way more for them to buy items and they barely make I mean, talk. People are pushing for fifteen dollar an hour minimum wage. These people should be pushing for that in prisons first too. As far as I'm concerned, because they they don't seem concerned about. I mean, maybe these people were concerned, are concerned if they heard about it. So that's why we're doing this show. A lot of people don't realize that that's what's happening in prisons today. Uh, that people are making sixteen, twenty cents a dollar an hour to do to either build stuff for corporations or go out and do something very dangerous and fight fires. Rant complete. I'm not even sure what my point is, but I mean, it's just—it's just—it's just such a racket, and it's so sad to see people that just dumped into this system like they're just cattle being shoved into a factory to produce more items for corporate America. And now I sound like some raging leftist. Yeah, well, I mean, it's—it's it's,
1: uh, <laughs> another point, and it, everything's intertwined. You know, we've referred to some of these things as, as a you know game of Jenga before, but I mean, really, it, it does come back to at, at the base of it or a, a big part of it is, is property rights. And who's who's paying to, to fight these fires? Um, you know, it, it's coming out of the, the state of California fund or the state of Washington fund or, or the state of Oregon fund. It's not coming out of, you know, a, a lot of the people that are paying for it. They're not any threat for their... Uh, for their home or their property to, to to be burned by a forest fire. So so that's one thing. And, and that opens up the whole can of worms that leads to this exploitation of labor where the state doesn't want to, you know, they want to reduce costs on something like fighting fires. They want to spend money on that because they're promising money, other things for this social welfare programs and, and whatnot. So that they're saving money. They're basically using these low-level felons as basically slaves if you want to, i mean a, a dollar an hour really isn't even what, what what does that buy you today nothing you work for not not much of the commissary i'll tell you that <laughs> not, not much of the commissary so it's essentially slave labor and they're being arrested a lot of people for crimes in the mother jones article two of the people they talked about they were arrested for for duis now um you know i didn't. they didn't give any details on what the dui was but it didn't talk anything about any uh you know, injuries or fatalities or, you know, there wasn't a manslaughter charge attached to it, just a DUI. So maybe it was their fifth DUI, but if they didn't damage anyone's property or or harm any individuals, then where, where's the victim there? And now they're stuck in jail and they're risking their life fighting a fire for a dollar an hour. It's It's a... Yeah, it's a scam. It's it's a racket.
0: Why isn't this a bigger issue for progressives and people on the left? I mean, people that are I know so many people out there calling for the fifteen dollars minimum wage. Nobody that actually runs a business is calling for that uh, because I mean the, the the chain reaction of that is is can harm a business in so many ways. Uh, but they're calling for people that essentially have made an agreement on one wage to be forced to engage and make another agreement for, at a higher wage. There's a whole national movement for a $15 federal minimum wage. Where are these people when when these prisoners are out there fighting fires for a dollar an hour? Where's the outrage about that? I mean, I, I just don't get it. Well, I mean, none of the politicians
1: are talking about it. So that's I mean, if it's, it's therefore the media is hardly reporting on it, you have to dig to find these articles.
0: Only Mother Jones and Lions of Liberty holding hands at last <laughs> with, with our with our progressive uh, friends over at Mother Jones, I guess. So, well, I, I'm talking about progressives not being all up on it, but this is from Mother Jones. So I guess we'll give them credit where credit is due. It just doesn't seem like it's as big of an issue or, you know, I, I don't see anything viral about this stuff. I don't see memes about California firefighters, but I've seen like thousands of memes about a $15 minimum wage for regular old folks who aren't in prison. We talked about in the last libertarians in living rooms drinking liquor about uh, you know
1: plug issues that uh, a politician can can, can really uh, you know latch onto and elevate and um, really use to gain momentum. And Rand Paul has used criminal justice reform, or he hasn't really done done that good of a job with it. But maybe this is another area where someone like a like a Rand Paul. Who has talked about the broken system, the broken criminal justice system and corrupt criminal justice system that is uh, unethical and a lot of times racist and he, he could just take this one issue of firefighters and really blow it up and actually get some uh, some media coverage and and get it noticed and get it out there and hopefully get it reformed and fixed so we're not using these uh, poor nonviolent people who shouldn't even shouldn't even be serving time in jail. Making them risk their lives to fight a
0: fire—it's insane. It is insane, and yeah, I would—I would love to see Rand taking up the the firefighters making a dollar an hour issue, or just the the prison. You know, he is good on bringing up justice reform. Um, you know, when it comes to drug laws and how they target minorities or or you know disproportionately affect minorities. But I'd love to see some politician get really into this prison issue, and um, because th- it's not a mainstream political issue at all, and it really, really should be. So. That's why we're going to call Mother Jones, and we're going to hold a joint press conference with Lions of Liberty to to make this a big thing. All right, Odie. So, um, yeah, those are the major stories we're looking at. Uh, we got. I know it might be a little while till we do another one of these. You are expecting a child uh, very, very soon. Actually, by the time this airs, he might already have one. You might be listening to a new father. John Oderman, it's right possible it's it for all you know. It could
1: happen tonight for all I know. You know exactly. You, you, you try to plan them but uh, some things just unplanned So up.
0: so we'll give you a little breather here and let you uh you know learn how to like change diapers and and you know feed babies whatever you feed babies and all that it's stuff. Learn how to raise a human being. Nothing major. Yeah. yeah, no big deal. No big deal at all. But we will return in the future with many more felony reports and I know that you're not going to break the felony Friday streak anytime soon. You've been Doing that for uh, over two years now. So, where can everybody find your weekly column, Felony Friday, the subject of which we've been discussing in the show? We'll, of course, link to all the articles we talked about in today's show notes at lionsofliberty.com slash one thirty eight. But where can everybody find the full archive? You
1: can find the, find the uh, full archive at lionsofliberty.com slash felony Friday. And I, I do want to say one thing in case somebody stumbled on this podcast or to listen on listening on uh, uh, what's the radio station?
0: We got LibertyTalk.fm. We're on LRN.fm, the Liberty Radio Network. You can find us on TuneIn Radio. I got to get all my plugs in here, too. Good, good call on that. And, of course, all the places you find podcasts. Maybe you're listening there. You haven't actually downloaded the podcast. You're thinking, lines of Liberty?
1: Is, is it lines, like drawing a line? No, it's lions. Like Cecil the Lion, like, you know, like a line a of Liberty. Oh,
0: my God. Do you think all this time people have been going to linesofliberty.com? Maybe
1: these people are trying to find us, and they can't. I don't
0: know. I never even thought about that. So, yeah, it's a good point. If any of you thought this was the Lines of Liberty podcast, trust me, it is the roar, roar, Cecil-type lion. So thank you for clarifying that, Odie. Um, Congratulations in case maybe by the time other people hear this you have a child. Um, But either way, uh, by the next time people out there hear your voice you will be father john odermatt not the priest kind but the the kind that has a kid and uh until then why don't we just send everybody one last message that is of course to live long and And live live free. free free from jared's grubby hands free from that dirt bag dirt bag that's like your favorite word